You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. And welcome down to Sacks in the Basement. My name is Chris Lanuti. How are you, folks? We've been doing this 2020 simulated season ever since opening day. And when baseball went away, we didn't know what to do with ourselves. So we got MLB The Show. And every single day, we brought you a game broadcast of each and every White Sox game as it would have happened on the schedule. And that happened all the way through this past Saturday. But on Sunday, we did a fast forward. And if you didn't get to hear it, go back if you want very quick it's very concise it's in about 30 minutes and it breaks down nearly four full weeks of baseball including the all-star break as our simulated white Sox improved to 63 and 37 taking the crosstown cup because they won three games against the chicago cubs game four is today we're currently three games back from minnesota twins in second place and two games up on the indians who are in third the White Sox and the Indians would be the two wildcard teams, with the Houston Astros a half game out of the picture. As of today, which in our sim is July the 21st. Yes, with baseball coming back, there's so much to talk about, and that is why your regular socks in the basement, 30 minutes of socks, myself and my buddy Dave and my nine-foot homemade oak bar in my basement here on the south side, comes out on its regular day, on-demand Wednesday, right here on Socks in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Joe Binder is going to be joining us. He's the head guy over at Socks on 35th. The world-famous blog has been covering this season all year long. We're going to talk about what happened in the Sim season and also talk about what's going on with the real-life White Sox. There's so much to talk about these days. Now that Major League Baseball is done with their squabbling and has some semblance of a season on deck for all of us. Meanwhile, it's a big day in the sim world. There's a reason why we stopped the fast forward on this date. Carlos Rodon returns. Yeah, in fact, Kopech and Rodon should be ready when this whole thing gets started at the end of July for real. So why not have him make his return in Wrigley for game four of the four games we will play the Cubs this season? In the sim season, that is. For some reason, we're going to play him six times in this 60-game season. Rodon's return next here on Socks in the Basement. Let's go. We're in Wrigley Field. What a dump. It's White Sox-Cubs. The 63-37 and Chicago White Sox have already won all three games. These teams have faced off against each other. They already have the Crosstown Cup. And game four is the return of Carlos Rodon here on Socks in the Basement. Kyle Hendricks is going to get the start for the Cubs today. 20 starts, 10-3 record, 3.07 ERA over 129 innings. He's given up 120 hits, also 32 walks. That's a whip of 1.18. He also has struck out 112. The righty takes the mound in a sellout crowd here today, as you would expect. And Larry Garcia is going to lead off. He's playing short today for Tim Anderson. He's hitting 271 on the season. The first pitch, a curveball swung on and missed. 0-1 the count. The Cubs are 58-42, second in the National League Central. So two second-place teams in Central Divisions going up against each other. 
Next pitch, a curveball bounced to short, flipped over to first. A 6-3 put out, and there's one gone. In the simulation, the Cubs made a trade this week. And I'm not joking, Anthony Rizzo is no longer a Cub. I don't have the full thing here, but I saw it pop up when we were doing the fast-forward sim as Yasmani Grandal comes in. He's hitting left-handed, of course, against the righty, hitting 293. First pitch, a strike up high. One for seven lifetime of two strikeouts against Hendricks. So Rizzo and a couple other players went to Texas, and Joey Gallo was acquired by the Cubs in the simulation. That's an inside pitch one and one. So Gallo's playing today, so when you hear me say that, you're going to be like, what? And I've run a couple different simulations. This trade seems to happen every time. That the Rangers deal Gallo to the Cubs. The game just wants to do it. Two and one the count now. And that's a sinker inside. Three and one the count. Grandal having one heck of a season so far. Mancata stands on deck on 19 home runs. Still one of the better hitters on the team. That's a high pitch. Call the ball and Yasmani goes down the first with a walk here with one out. Hendricks punches his glove and goes back behind the mound. Here's Yo-Yo. Fifth highest average in the American League, hitting 319, 19 homers, and 58 RBIs. Batting in the three spot today. First pitch low and in a sinker. 1 0 the count. He's also 1 for 7 against Hendricks. Lifetime. He's 1 0 in the count here. Swing and a miss on a changeup outside. Count evens at 1. Next pitch low and away. Grounded over to short. Going to be a tough double play ball. 6 to 4, and he got him at 3. Just barely. So the Cubs turn it, and they'll be coming up, and Carlos Rodon will be taking the mound. Carlos Rodon is back. In his last season of Major League Baseball, seven starts, three and two record, 5.19 ERA over 34 and two thirds innings, 33 hits, 1.44 whip, 17 walks, 46 strikeouts. I don't know if he was 100% during all of that. It was a very short season for Carlos. Javi Baez hitting 289 with 20 homers and 51 RBI stands in the right-handed batter's box. And the lefty Rodon is ready to go. In the high stirrups, the gray pants, and the black shirt. Ground ball immediately to short. Larry Garcia bobbles it. And the first pitch is going to be an E6. And that's brutal. He does not play short that often, but Tim Anderson was gassed coming into this game. You know, when we took uh, a little bit less interest in the day-to-day part of the simulation, as David Bodie comes at a plate hitting 317 with nine homers and 38 RBI, the amount of rest that we were giving players, I don't think has been afforded all of them. TA was just at the brink. So we had to give him a day off. This one's down the first baseline foul. 0-1 the count. The 0-1 pitch on the way, low and away, a changeup. Called the strike, though, 0-2. But a leadoff man gets on with an error. Now Rodon, two straight strikes, going after Bodie. Carlos checks the runner and delivers. An outside pitch for Seamer, 1-2 the count. It will be interesting to see if Carlos Rodon breaks camp with the White Sox in real life. When baseball resumes on the 23rd or 24th, the schedule's not out yet. Should be out soon. 
And I imagine there'll be a lot of wrangling as some states are having resurgences with COVID numbers and are nervous. Ground ball to Garcia, flipped over to Mendick at second, over to first. Encarnacion puts it away. 6-4-3, the runner is a race. That's a double play and two gone here in the bottom of the first inning. Going around the horn, Edwin Encarnacion's over at first today. Abreu gets a day off. Mendix at second. He's probably the starter going forward. He's hitting 270. Nick Madrill's hitting 203. He has fallen off as Chris Bryant comes to the plate here, hitting 346 for the Cubs. Two outs and nobody on. Rodon into the wind. The big kick in the delivery. And a high four-seamer called the strike. 0-1 the count. So Mendix at second. Larry already with an error over at short. Third base is Moncada. Left field, Jimenez. Center field, Robert, who has really come on in the last month. He's up in a double-digit home runs, and the average is up at least another 20 points since last we talked to him. And then in right field is Nomar Mazzara, a guy who hovered at the Mendoza line and in the last month has gone nuts. Balls flying out of the ballpark, average up into the 240s. And the count one and two now to Bryant. Rodan only eight pitches so far. Has two strikes on the third batter up and a high four-seamer misses. Count evens at two. So in the simulation, the White Sox have been cruising this past month. They caught up a little bit to the Twins as the count goes full three and two. They have the number one spot in the wild card. That's a big deal. Ground ball over to first base. Encarnacion flips the Rodon covering first. And that's the end of the inning. After one, no score here on the north side of Chicago. And Aloy Jimenez comes to the plate. 282 average, 18 home runs, and a career high already, 58 RBI. Stands in the four spot against the team that let him go. And the fact that we have Dylan Cease, who lost his rotation spot today to Rodan, but still is a major leaguer with a bright future. And Aloy in the four spot. Both of these guys came out of the Cubs system. Makes you feel warm and toasty inside. A 1-1 pitch goes for a strike on the inside corner, 1-2. Hendricks working quickly. The next offering inside, fouled off, straight back. Off the brick, 1-2. These two teams will face each other six times in the 2020 shortened season. In an uneven schedule setup. Clearly designed to bring in ratings and eyeballs. Two and two the count. The pitch on the way. And that's a strike on the inside corner. Aloy did not like it. He will argue as he walks away. First strikeout for Hendricks. And there's one gone here to lead off the second. Because it made more sense if you really cared about lowering exposure of players. And you're going to play a 60-game season. Everybody stays in her division and plays 15 games against the other four teams in her division. That's 60. Go to the postseason. It's not hard. Instead, now we're playing geographic divisions with the National League teams, that, and they mean something in the American League wildcard race. We mean something in their National League wildcard race. It doesn't make any sense. But then with 15, I'm sorry, 20 games... Against these teams, Zencarnacion is 2-1 and one in the count quickly, hitting 262. Ground ball over to short. Baez down in the dirt, picks it up, jumps up. Man, he's an acrobat over there. He slid into the outfield, feet first, makes the play, pops up and throws him out. 
And Mazzara comes to the plate hitting 247 now with 11 homers and 36 RBI. Two outs here in the top of the second inning. But with 20 other games, if you're going to have 10 games against anybody in your division, then the other 20 games split up amongst five teams in the other division would be four games apiece. But now instead you're going to give six for the White Sox and Cubs. So now that schedule's uneven too. Major League Baseball perplexes me to no end. They don't care about finding the right winner. They don't care about the game and the integrity of it. They care about making money. Another ground out to Baez. He's working today. 6-3 put out. 1-2-3 go to Sacks. Midway through the second, no score. Joey Gallo from the Texas Rangers was traded in our simulation to the Cubs. He's got 19 home runs and a 174 average. And they traded away Anthony Rizzo for him in a perplexing move. And the first pitch, he's going to sky down the third baseline foul. We've seen him in our simulation in games against the Rangers. We played them a lot of games early in the season here on Sacks in the Basement. He had a home run and then I think he had 20 outs against us, which makes perfect sense looking at his average and his home run total. One and one the count here. Rodan, the lefty to the lefty. Gallo swinging a miss. One and two. Gallo hitting in the four spot with a 174 average. I don't get some of this. Ground ball back up the middle. Scooped by Mendick. Over to first. And he's out. Here's Albert Almora Jr. This guy's hitting only 188. He's hitting in the five hole today. The righty stands in with one out here in the bottom of the second inning. And an outside fastball misses 1-0 the count. I believe he gets spot starts depending on the pitcher. Meanwhile, Carlos Rodan allowed on the first pitch a base runner, but it wasn't his fault. It was an error at short. Otherwise, he's cruising. And a low changeup called the strike 1-1 the count. Rodan takes the sign from Grandal and delivers. This one popped up down the first baseline. Underneath it is Edwin. Encarnacion will put it away in foul territory. Two gone. Jason Kipnis. Another acquisition. We'll get into the left-handed batter's box, hitting 251, six homers and 19 RBI. Rodan sitting on 18 pitches only, with two outs here in the bottom of the second, and dare I say, after watching an entire season of inefficient pitching. This is a sight for sore eyes. Swing and a miss at a four-seamer high. 0-1 the count. Shift on right now with Mendick and Shallow right. Garcia is on the other side of second. And Yuan Moncada is basically playing short. 0-1 count. Pitch number 20 for Carlos. The pitch on the way. Fouled off. 0-2. If you ever get an opportunity, a great Twitter follow is Carlos's wife, Ashley Rodan. Look her up as this one's grounded to Garcia over to first, a 1-2-3 inning again for Ashley's husband. She talks a lot of junk during his ball games. She hates umpires that have bad strike zones too. Check that out, after two, no score. We are in the top of the third inning and it is the Family Waterproofing Solutions third inning. Danny Mendick hitting 267, playing second today. He stands in the seven hole. 
In the right-handed batter's box, takes a changeup inside, 1-0 the count. Used one for two with a two-RBI triple yesterday. When the White Sox won the Crosstown Cup, they took both games in guaranteed rate field and then took the first game here in Wrigley. That pitch inside, 2-0. They're going for the entire season sweep of the Cubs today as Carlos Rodon is back. And a high four-seamer called a strike, 2-1 the count. The more fun thing that's going on this season is that the excitement early on has given way to a team that's still doing well going into the trade deadline. Now, we are not going to make any moves. I've already determined that. We're going to use the guys that we have. It's just more fun to see what they could have done. I don't want to make any big roster changes. This is a line out directly to second base. Kipnis grabs it out of the air. One gone. But it will be fun to kind of see how this team shakes out in the simulation. Family Waterproofing Solutions is family-owned, female-owned, and veteran-owned. And they do excellent work. Make sure that you listen midway through this inning for details on how you can set up a free estimate online, over the phone, or in person, depending on what is safest for you. And they have great deals for Socks in the Basement listeners. Give them a call and ask all about it. They got money off for you and freebies. If you mentioned Socks in the Basement. Luis Robert takes a ball outside. Now the next pitch rifle down the third baseline foul. Just missed going over the bag in fair territory. One and one the count. He's hitting 230 on the season. When we last saw him, he was nearly 20 points lower than that before the first fast-forward of our simulation. The next fast-forward will take place on Friday, getting you into the first weekend of September. And then on Saturday and Sunday, two of the three games in a three-game series that is probably a big deal and would be a big deal in the season against the Minnesota Twins in Minnesota. The next fast-forward simulation would likely take us then at that point to the postseason. We're going to play it by ear. Three and two to count now to Robert. So we're hurrying this up because baseball is coming back. We want to talk about everything that has to do with the White Sox for real. Down the middle taken by Robert. He's out on strikes looking a backwards K for Hendricks. And there are two gone. Carlos Rodon is going to hit. Must be weird to come back for your first start. You're going to hit. Stands in the left-handed batter's box. And the first pitch on the way from Hendricks is a called strike at the knees. Carlos doesn't even offer at it. He's pitching very well, I would expect, that unless he sees something that he feels like he can catch up to, he's just going to hope that Hendricks can't find the zone. Next offering inside. Misses one and one. He's just holding the bat on his shoulders, looking pretty. The one-one pitch on the way, low and inside, misses on a sinker, two and one. Now Hendricks getting cute. Is behind in the count on a guy that I would not expect to get a base hit. The two-one pitch on the way, swung on and missed. He took his hack. He was in the zone on the inside portion of the plate. Change up two and two. And now a swing and a miss right down the middle he goes. 
and Hendricks sits him down. Another 1-2-3 inning. These pitchers are cruising along. Nobody's gotten a hit yet. Midway through the third, no score. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations to support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. Bob in the third inning, Steven Souza Jr. hitting 240. I want to say it's, it's Souza. It looks like Souza. Souza. Like the Souza phone. He takes a strike on the outside corner. 0-1 the count. Rodon quickly into the wind. The pitch. Hits the outside corner on a slider. 0-2. Carlos is working it. 21 pitches through two innings. The only issue was the first pitch was an error. And now a swing and a miss on a changeup away. And he sits him down on three pitches. First strikeout for Carlos Rodon. In his return, he has faced the minimum so far. And the eight hitters coming up to the plate, P.J. Higgins. He has no stats. This is a young man up and playing, I think, in his first game. And a low and away changeup misses 1-0 the count. One out, Bob in the third inning here in Wrigley Field. Don't forget tomorrow... The regular Socks in the Basement podcast, Joe Binder from Socks on 35th, joining myself and Dave, talking about the simulation, what we've learned from it so far, what we think is going to happen to finish it off, but also what's going on with spring training. Because guess what happens tomorrow? Teams can start reporting. That's a base hit in the right field, and P.J. Higgins has his first Major League base hit. They're going to grab the ball for him, the young catcher, is the first hit given up by Carlos Rodon in this game. He went where the pitch was on the outside corner and pops it out opposite field in the shallow right field. Kyle Hendricks comes to the plate. He's hitting 170 on the season, but he gets on base at a 374 clip. And he goes to lay down a bunt. It's low, 1-0 the count. If you have a pitcher that can get on at 374, that's insane. He's having a heck of a year at the plate. Who's walking him? That's what I want to know. 2-0 the count. Maybe Rodon's going to walk him. Runner on first. One out here in the bottom of the third. The first crack shown by Carlos Rodon all game. Now this one's a bunt on the first baseline. Encarnacion thought about going to second. He pumped it. Turned around and tagged Hendricks with his bare hand coming towards him. It's going to be a sacrifice, three unassisted on the bunt down the first baseline. Edwin thought about it. That ball got down the line a little quicker than I think Hendricks wanted it to get down the line. Edwin was surprised that it came right to him. 
as a pantsless bear dances on top of the White Sox dugout. And it's one of the dumbest mascots ever. Runner on second. Javi Baez comes to the plate. The two-seamer hits the outside corner. 0-1 the count. That pitch was taken. Javi is ninth in the National League with 213 assists so far defensively. That's a strike on the inside corner. 0-2. He checked it up. He did not get the call he wanted. So Rodon has been 0-2 on a few hitters so far. He's got it to Baez. This one in the dirt. He's going to roll a little bit. Rondal corrals it. Runner holds it second. 1-2 the count now with the young rookie catcher standing at second base for the Cubs and an inside pitch just misses. Rondal tried to frame it. He held it there for a while. Didn't get the call. Count is even at two. Baez stands in for the next one and it's an outside changeup. Three and two. The count is full. David Bodie stands on deck with nine homers and 38 RBI. As Carlos needs to bear down and get through this at bat. He's got two outs here in the bottom of the third. Checks the runner at second. The payoff pitch. And he missed at the knees and Carlos Rodon wanted that one. He wanted that one. He stares in at the umpire. He came in halfway to the plate to get the ball back and gave the death stare to our home plate umpire today. And now David Bodie comes up, and it's first and second. With two outs here in the bottom of the third, and Carlos, he wants to go right to work. I saw Don Cooper come up to the steps, and he just shook his head no. Fastball down the middle, swung on and missed, 0-1. He just pumped that one in there. Bodie's 0-1. for Chris Bryant stands on deck. The next offering on the way. Chopped over to short. Garcia is going to flip the first. And a nice and easy 6-3 put out. And if there was a threat, that threat is over. We're through three. There's no score. Top of the order coming up for the White Sox. Larry Garcia is 0-1. He grounded out in the first inning. He's also made an error. Sitting 270 with a 761 OPS. 41 pitches so far for Kyle Hendricks. The righty into the wind and the pitch on the way. Low a sinker. Misses 1-0 the count. Garcia's 0-5 lifetime against Hendricks. Hendricks has pretty good stats against this entire White Sox team. And a sinker gets across at the knees. Garcia's asking where it was. Umpires like it was at the knees. 1-1 the count. Into the wind and the pitch. This one rifled down the third baseline. Fair ball. It's going to get into the corner. It'll bounce around near the Ivy and pop out. Garcia's standing at second as it's picked up. And he's got a leadoff double. His 19th on the season. Here on the 21st of July. So the leadoff man is on. And Yasmani Grandal comes to the plate. He walked in the first inning. Hendricks sits on 44 pitches. No outs. And the first pitch is dribbled on the first baseline. Get foul, it will. Otherwise, that's going to be an unassisted three put out. Just got foul. His Bodie was running up the line to get it. Rondal sitting on a 293 average. And an inside sinker called a strike 0-2. Yasmani still leads the team. In home runs, he has 22. Edwin Encarnacion has 21. 0-2 count to Asmati Grandal. This one is fouled off. Remains 0-2. The home runs have really not been there over the last month. Only two of them in the month. Is this a ground ball out in the left field? Base hit. Garcia is not going to challenge the arm and left. 
He will hold at third, first and third for the White Sox here with no outs. A base hit he put on the ground about six feet in front of the plate, and it bounced through the infield. Rondal gets the seeing eye single. And Yoan Moncada comes to the plate, 0 for 1 with a ground out in the first inning. Two on, no out. First pitch swung on and missed. A changeup low. Who's out in front of it? We talked about it before the game started. Sox in hot pursuit of the Twins, right behind them. Three games back coming into this game, but also holding that top wild card spot. That pitch is low, one and two the count now to Moncada. Swing and a miss on an outside changeup. Yoan Moncada goes down. Cub fans loving it. Fourth strikeout for Hendricks. There's one gone here in the top of the fourth inning, and here comes Aloy Jimenez. He's got an 850 OPS. He has found the home run stroke over the last couple of weeks that have been missing. He's got two on here in Wrigley. He loves to hit against these guys and make them pay for moving him along. He finds it to be an insult as that one's fouled off 0-1 the count. Inside pitch swung on and missed 0-2, and, and he's he's trying to kill the ball, and that's, that's something that Hendricks is capitalizing on right now. He had no business swinging at either one of those pitches. He's trying to hit one out. They go inside on him again. Ground ball down the first baseline. Bobbled. The only play is going to be the first. The runner is going to score. Bodie had gone down to one knee. He was going to try to start a double play, and he went for the transition before the ball was in the glove. After he recovers, the only play is the flip it to Hendricks, who's covering first. Grandal advances to second, and Garcia comes home. one nothing White Sox. And Edwin Encarnacion now comes to the plate with two outs here in the top of the fourth. First pitch rifled out in the left center field. That ball is tailing back. That is to the wall. Coming around is Grandal. He is going to score. Edwin on the second base. He is safe underneath the tag with a double. And the White Sox lead it 2 to nothing here in Wrigley. So a miscue at first. And all they could get was the fielder's choice. And Edwin did not hesitate. First pitch down the middle. And he rocked it. And Hendricks has been throwing a lot of first pitch changeups. And Encarnacion just sat on it. Now he goes change up right away on the outside corner to Nomar Mazzaro, swung on and missed. Edwin needs to start talking to the rest of the White Sox hitters. Like, this is what this guy's doing. He's throwing a lot of change-ups early in the count. Now a four-seamer up high, foul back, 0-2. Runner on second, two outs here on the top of the fourth. Sox have two in this inning. This one rifled on the first baseline. Big snag right there by Bodie. The unassisted three put out. That was an inch away from going down the first baseline into the corner. The Cubs are out of the inning. The White Sox have gotten two and lead midway through the fourth, 2-0. Now Carlos Rodon has some breathing room, 38 pitches through three innings. And the 345 hitting Chris Bryan, who has an OPS of 1165, comes to the plate. He is killing it this season. Definitely an MVP candidate. He made the All-Star team. This year, Rodon gets a strike on the inside corner. The next one grounded over to first. Encarnacion had to come towards second. He will make the play, throw it to Rodon, who slides feet first into the bag and beats Bryant by a hair. An athletic play by Carlos Rodon. Don't tell me he is not excited to be back in the majors. Sold out on that one, gets the first out. Here comes Joey Gallo. They'll take an outside four-seamer for a strike, 0-1. 
that was high in the zone, caught the corner on the outside corner. Lefty on lefty here. We mentioned that Chris Bryant went to the All-Star game. In our simulation, the White Sox sent four. Steve Ciszek went. He was the only guy who was not listed officially as a closer. It was all closers and starters and Steve Ciszek, but he has become the closer over the last month and a half. He went. Jose Abreu and Yasmani Grandal started at first base and catcher, respectively. Is this a ground ball to second base? Off the glove of Mendick, he recovers over to first, and he cannot get him. He was playing in the outfield grass. It skipped before it got to the glove. The shift on for Joey Gallo, and he gets a rare hit that isn't a home run. And he's on first, and Elmora Jr. now comes up and lifts this one out to left field. It will stay in the ballpark. Jimenez camps underneath it. There's two gone. The other guy to make it to the All-Star team, Gio Gonzalez. So two pitchers and two position players representing the White Sox in the 2020 All-Star game in the Sox in the basement simulation. Jason Kipnis comes to the plate with two outs and a runner on first here in the bottom of the fourth inning. 2-0 White Sox. The pitch on the way. This one's fouled off. 0-1 the count. Rodan checks the runner. Is my Johnny Walker double black. Went down the wrong hole there. My lungs are on fire. That ball's driven deep down the first baseline. It will curve just foul. A long strike by Jason Kipnis. The 0-2 pitch now on the way. Low misses. 1-2. and two. And we were feet away. Just a few of them from this being a tie ball game. Rodan needs to take a breath. The 1-2 pitch now high of four-seamer, 2-2. Two two. It's lefty on lefty here. I expect him to try to bust Kipnis on the inside corner. Swung on and missed. He got him, and that's going to end the fourth inning. So the White Sox are leading through four, 2 to nothing here in Wrigley in the Carlos Rodan return game. They've won all three games so far against the Cubs and are trying to sweep the season series here in Wrigley. Danny Mendick to the plate. The seven hitters 0 for 1. Kyle Hendricks throws a ball low and inside. 1-0 the count. He's up to 60 pitches now as of this moment here in the top of the fifth. And a high inside four-seam fastball misses 2-0. It's the DP3-Tech fifth inning here on Sox in the basement. DP3-Tech partner with Microsoft came up with an incredible system that allows you to use the same kind of data and the way you run your business. Everything's pretty much the same. And they're just going to to migrate it over into their systems and then that way you can get people on wherever they're at at home at work on the road it's going to feel like everybody's in the office all at once and in this day and age that matters as the count goes full here to Mendick Roberts on deck get a free estimate talk to them small and large companies a south side company taking over the world with this new way of doing things a lot better than Zoom and Google cells and all these other things people are trying to do to survive at their businesses Base hit up the middle. Mendix on with a leadoff single. Details about DP3 Tech coming up midway through this inning. So the leadoff man is on, and Luis Roberts going to come to the plate. Remember, you got Rodon coming up next. It's going to be a tricky inning to manage here. You'd like to see Robert get a base hit here. And then send Rodon up to bunt. Ground ball over to second. They're going to try to turn two. They cannot. Robert is safe. At first base, they get Mendick, but he is too quick. 
Baez unable to get the ball out of his glove after the feed from Kipnis at second base. Carlos Rodon comes to the plate now. As Robert leads off a of first base. First pitch, he's going to go. Strike call down to second base, and Robert is safe under the tag. But it's 0-1 the Rodon. We're going to see if he can lay down a bunt, I would imagine. Here he squares and pulls back on a ball outside, 1-1 the count. So it makes sense now for Carlos to just try to sacrifice Robert over to third and move the runner along. He's not going to do very much here. He's going to lay the bunt down the third baseline, though, unfortunately. He should have gone down the first baseline. Got the bunt down, but Robert has to stay at second. And there's two gone. And here's Garcia. He's got a double and a run scored. He's one for two as Hendricks gets ready to throw his 70th pitch with two outs here in the top of the fifth inning. And an inside changeup called the strike. Owen won the count. It's hitting 333 on the season with runners in scoring position. The next offering ripped over to third. Off the glove of Bryant. Coming around is Robert. A play at the plate. He is out by a hair. Head first slide. Trying to go for the outer portion of the plate in foul territory. Went off of Bryant's glove. But the throw came in from left perfectly. And the inning is over. So the White Sox try to get a third run and come up short. We go to the bottom of the fifth inning. 2-0 Sox. New challenges bring new technology. DP3Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work from home friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3 Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today. 312-896-2450 or email info at dp3tech.com. Quick moving game. A good game so far for Carlos Rodan, who has not struggled very much at all. 50 pitches through four innings. Souza's up to the plate now. He just threw out Luis Robert at home plate. And he's quickly 2-0 in the count. He's got eight runs batted in his last three games, but there's nobody on right now as he leads off the bottom of the fifth. This ball rocketed in the left center field. It's going to be a base hit, probably going to be extras. Off the wall, Robert's going to field it and throw in a second. Runner is safe before the ball gets there, sliding in, losing his helmet. A double for Souza, his 11th on the season, and a leadoff double for the Cubs as the sun begins to set. Here in Wrigley, P.J. Higgins, he's one for one with a single in the third. It's his only at bat in his major league career. So he's batting a thousand, not only for the game or for the season, but for his life. The right-handed catcher stands in. Carlos Rodon checks the runner at second and delivers. Inside pitch misses, 1-0 the count. He'll be getting first pitch strike and sometimes second pitch strike right away as this game was rolling. But Souza was 2-0 to start off his at-bat. This ball grounded to third. Mankata's going to look back the runner and throw over to first. 
5-3 put out. Runner holds it second. One gone here in the bottom of the fifth. And that's going to be it for Hendricks. The Cubs are going to their first pinch hitter of the night, Wilson Contreras. Will come to the plate hitting 272, 20 home runs, and 53 RBI. He did not get the start today. He's in a pinch hitting role. Takes a ball low and in, 1-0 the count. Batting righty against the lefty Rodan. He's got a runner on second with one out here in the bottom of the fifth. The Indians lead in Detroit 8-1. That's a swing and a miss on an inside pitch. He's 4 for 13. That's a 3.08 average over his last four games. The 1-1 pitch hits the outside corner on a changeup low and away. 1-2 to count now. Anytime they pull the pitcher in one of these games, if you can make it mean nothing, get the guy out without a runner advancing, it's a big win. Pitch is fouled off, one and two. Rodon looks back at second and delivers. Outside pitch misses, two and two, the count is even. There won't be situations like this in 2020. Everybody's getting a DH. A high four-seamer misses. The count is full with Javi Baez on deck. He's got 20 home runs this season as well, just like Contreras. Big payoff pitch here for Carlos Rodon in his first game back. And he got a strike right down the middle taken by Contreras. He knows it. Right down the middle, he froze. Third strikeout for Rodon. Two gone here in the fifth. And here comes Baez. He's 0 for 1. He walked in the third. He got on due to an error on the first pitch of the game. He's 1 for 6 in the series. They played yesterday here in Wrigley. He takes a strike there. 0 and 1 the count. Rodon trying to strand a leadoff double. Swing and a miss on a changeup. He was way out in front of that one. 0 and 2 quickly to Baez. He has the 10th highest amount of hits in the National League coming into this game at 112. The 0-2 pitch on the way. Swung on and missed. He got him. Three pitches. He sits him down. And Carlos Rodon puts his fist in the air. He's feeling it. Carlos, through five, has given up three hits and no runs. And the White Sox lead 2-0 here on the north side. The amazing question that I have is, Will the Cubs have fans in the rooftops? Right? Aren't some of the rooftops... I mean, they're, they're all like... A lot of them are privately owned, right? They're considered to be bars. Could you have a situation where you can actually sit up in a rooftop and watch a ball game? Do I have to start figuring out how to get seats for that for White Sox games? I don't know. I don't know how any of this works. I'm so confused. Casey Sadler's coming in. 28 games. 3-2 record, 26 and two-thirds innings, 4.73 ERA, 18 strikeouts to 13 walks. The righty will take over the pitching duties here in the top of the sixth for Kyle Hendricks as Yasmani Grandal comes to the plate. He's one for one with a single and a run scored. 295 average, 22 home runs, 68 RBIs on the season. The wind in the pitch, down the middle for a strike, another changeup. A lot of changeups in this game I've called. On both sides, but mostly from the Cubs. Yesterday, Grandal went 0 for 5 with three strikeouts. Renteria saying, get back in there. Swing and a miss at a sinker low, 0 and 2 the count. When you have gone as well as you have gone this season, as Yasmani Grandal has, 
And 0 for 5 is just a little bump in the road. He's 1 and 2 in the count here, though. He's reached base the first two times he's been up. A high pitch, 2 and 2, the count is even. Top of the sixth inning, no outs, nobody on. Sadler to the plate. Swung on and fouled back by Grandal. Count remains even at 2. On deck is Moncada. The next offering, jam shot into center field. Hannah Korn, there's one gone. One out here in the top of the sixth inning. The bullpen for the Cubs, warming. Double barrel action, even with a new pitcher in. Moncada comes into play 0 for 2. Meanwhile, the White Sox bullpen, silent. As Carlos Rodon is cruising in his return to Major League Baseball. That pitch is fouled off down the third base line, 0 and 1 the count. Now, a high fly ball in the center field. It will not get out. It's near the wall. You were kind of hoping the basket was going to catch it. They get so many cheapy home runs here in Wrigley with those. Like to get one of those ourselves. Instead, it's a fly out to center. Two of those in this inning. Here's Jimenez. Struck out, grounded out, got an RBI on a fielder's choice. He's 0 for 2. He swung at some bad pitches today. Inside pitch nearly hits him a slider. 1-0 the count here with two outs in the top of the sixth. So it'll be a fast forward on Friday with games on Saturday and Sunday in Minnesota. It'll be the first weekend of September and we'll see where the White Sox sit at that point. And don't forget tomorrow, the regular Sox in the Basement show with Joe Binder from Sox on 35th and next week Already locked into a pier, Scott Merkin, White Sox beat reporter, joining us a week from tomorrow on Sox in the Basement to give us an early on, I don't know if you call it spring training too or summer training, but we're going to get a report about July baseball training from training camp. We're going to have to figure out a better term for this. 3-1 pitches fouled off. The count is full with two outs here in the top of the sixth. So binder this week, Merkin the next. Sacks in the basement, getting rolling again. As the changeup is fouled off, count is still full. The 3-2 pitch on the way. Swung on and belted over to second on the one hop. Fielded nicely by Kipnis over to first. And that ends the inning. Sacks go down 1-2-3. But they lead midway through the sixth. 2-0 here in Wrigley Field. David Bodie has become the first baseman here after Anthony Rizzo was traded in the last 72 hours during this simulated season by the simulated Cubs management. And I say thank you very much for Seamer inside call the strike, 0-1 the count. Now a pitch low and away, 1-1. Rodon needed 65 pitches to get to the bottom of the sixth. He has done well in his first game back so far. Now a foul ball into the netting over the tarp on the first base line. One and two the count. Into the wind, the big kick, and the lefty delivers an outside changeup, two and two. Bryant stands on deck. He is the most dangerous hitter in this lineup and one of the most dangerous hitters in baseball. An inside pitch misses, 3-2. He's got 29 home runs and 73 RBI. With that OPS well over 1,100. Or 
if you read it, well over a thousand. But really, it's eleven hundred. It's one point one something. Six five, I think, is what I said earlier. That's a strike down the middle, taken, and Rodon has sat down another cubby. One out here in the bottom of the sixth inning. And Bryant comes to the plate 0 for 2 with two ground outs. It's a 1.142 OPS at this moment. Takes a ball low and inside. 1-0 the count. Now, before you say, wow, they got a guy who can really hit. He's, he's an MVP candidate. Tim Anderson comes into this game four points behind Mike Trout in second place going for his second American League batting title in two years. He's not playing today, but he is right up at the top again. 2-0 pitch now to Bryant, lifted into deep left center field. Robert on the move will catch it about three feet in front of the track. And there's two gone quickly here in the bottom of the sixth inning, and here comes Gallo. One for two with a single in the fourth that he only got because they put the shift on. It's on again. Mendix in short right field. Ball skipped off the line of grass to where the back end of the dirt is in the infield, that grass line, and Mendick mishandled the ball. He was just acquired in a deal. Multiple players traded back and forth between the Rangers and the Cubs, Anthony Rizzo. Now a Ranger. Brown ball to first. Scooped by Encarnacion. He steps on first. Another 1-2-3 inning for Carlos Rodon. Six innings, a quality start, a shutout so far. He's rolling. Welcome back, Carlos. I can't wait to see you in real life. Dan Winkler is going to come in to pitch for the Cubs, the righty. 2-2 two two over 37 innings. 1.95 ERA. Edwin Encarnacion is going to come to the plate. He's 1-for-2 in this game. He will lead off the top of the seventh inning. He's got a double and an RBI. He's hitting 264 with 21 home runs and 53 RBI. Playing first base for Abreu today. Anderson and Abreu out of the lineup. The White Sox still lead 2-0. First pitch fouled straight back. 0-1 the count. The White Sox bullpen still silent. Although I would expect them to have somebody up soon as a backup to Carlos Rodon. But he is cruising right now. 1-1 the count. The pitch outside misses. 2-1 to Edwin. Now into the line. The kick. Another pitch outside, a two-seamer at 94 miles an hour, not in the zone. 3-1 the count with Mazzara on deck. And now he swings and pops this one straight back out of play. A high four-seam fastball that might have been ball four. It would have been close. The count is full. No outs in the top of the seventh inning. 2-0 White Sox, the payoff pitch. Swung on and fouled back, and Edwin will get another one. You're listening to Sox in the basement simulated season. We have fast-forwarded to July the 21st as Edwin Encarnacion walks here in the first game back for Carlos Rodon. He's got a 2-0 lead, a quality start through six, and he is cruising. The pitch count is low, and the White Sox probably looking to get another guy across with no outs are going to go and get a pinch runner at this point, and Nick Mandrigal is going to come out and run for Edwin. So the Sox trying to get another run across. Late in this game, Mazzara stands in the left-handed batter's box. First pitch, low a curveball, taken for a strike. Owen won the count, no outs, top of the seventh inning. Good speed on first. Inside pitch in the dirt. Mandrigal's going to think about it, but he's not going to go. One and one the count. 
Michael Kopech is now up. Jace Fry is up. So a righty and a lefty in the bullpen for the White Sox. If Rodon, his spot in the lineup comes up, I think that means you've got guys on base and you want to see if you can get another run. So you're going to pull him from this game. This pitch is foul back one and two. Mazzara is the six hitter. At this point, there's no assurance that Rodon is coming up, though. Inside pitch misses two and two. If he did come up, that means you got men on base. And it's not just somebody on first. You got somebody in scoring position at that point, and that's why you want to have your bullpen going. Pound is even at two to Mazzaro, who's 0 for 2 in this game, although he's been on a tear as of late. Inside pitch taken, count is full from Winker, or Winkler, I'm sorry. Danny Mendick stands on deck. The sun is set here in Wrigley. In the top of the seventh inning, on a beautiful summer day, the payoff pitch to Mazzaro. Swung on and missed. He goes down swinging. And there's one out here in the top of the seventh inning. So here's Mendick, one for two with a single in the fifth inning. Danny's going to be looking for an opportunity to not only move Mandrigal along, but to get himself on as well. First pitch swung on and missed. A cut fastball low and inside, 0-1. Winkler bearing down the next pitch. Mandrigal's moving, swing and a miss. Throw down a second, and Mads is safe at second base with a stolen base. 0-2 to Mendick, but there's a runner now in scoring position. The next offering swung on and popped up in the shallow center field. That's not going to help anything. Two gone. Nick Mandrigal remains at second. And we're going to find out if Luis Robert can pick him up. Get the leadoff man on. Use a pinch runner. You get him over to second base. No thanks to the batters. A strikeout and a pop out. And here's Robert. An inside pitch taken for a ball 1-0. And this is why you have the bullpen warming. If Robert walks or gets a base hit. It's the nine spot in Rodon. And at that point, you're going to make a move, I would think, and try to get a run across. Swing and a miss on a cut fastball in the outside corner, one and one the count. You're up 2 nothing. Some people might say, just leave him in. He's cruising. But remember, he's just getting back to his first major league action. As an inside pitch, call the ball 2-1. and one. And he was not on full rest because of the way that the AAA games lined up. Outside pitch misses 3-1. He could probably do one more inning for you, but I don't think he's going a complete game. 3-1 pitch here coming to Robert. Here it is. Call the strike on the inside corner. He had dropped the bat and tried to run down the first base. Umpires hate that. He'll go back and pick it up. The count is full now, 3-2. With two outs here. Check swing. He walks him. And Mandrigal has started moving. Now he's going to try to get back to second base. Snap throw, and they got him at second. The inning ends. Inauspiciously terrible finish here for the Sox. We go to the bottom of the seventh, still leading 2-0. Here comes Almora Jr. to the plate to lead off the bottom of the seventh inning. First pitch from Rodon. That's going to be a soft fly ball out in the right field. Can of corn. There's one gone immediately. One pitch, one out. And now Jason Kipnis comes to the plate. And he's quickly 0-2. Rodon is cruising. 80 pitches at this point. One out in the bottom of the seventh and an 0-2 count to Kipnis. A crazy finish to that last inning. We're going to get into it in one moment here. 
as Carlos induces a foul ball back to the backstop. Count remains 0-2. Robert checks it up. Mandergold took a big lead and kind of stumbled like he had tripped towards third base. It was ball four, but there was a quick snap throw down to second, and they get Mandergold trying to get back. Now Kipnis takes a strike on the inside corner of the sixth strikeout for Rodon. There's two gone here in the bottom of the seventh. Hopefully it doesn't come back and bite the White Sox in the butt. On the other hand, it gave Carlos Rodon another inning out there because for sure, with first and second, they would have pinch hit for him. Instead, Jose Abreu has come in now to play first base. Madrigal is done, along with Encarnacion, who we had pinch run for. First pitch now to Souza is a strike on the outside corner, 0-1. So Carlos Rodon is cruising. And the next offering fouled off a slider, 0-2. He's doing so well now, you're like, wow, where are we really going to pull him to start the next inning? You have a well-rested bullpen. And it's a close game. And like I said, he was not on full rest coming into this game. The AAA schedule did not line up perfectly with the Major League schedule. He's really on four days rest, not five. For him, the Dudas on four days rest is incredible. This pitch, though, lifted deep. One pitch too many, maybe. As pitch number 87 for Rodon is out on the Waveland Avenue. 400 feet. Steven Souza Jr. hits his sixth home run of the season, and it's 2-1 to one White Sox here in Wrigley, and the Cubby faithful are up and cheering. Sox have guys in the bullpen. They could go to it right now if they wanted to. They're going to go out and talk with Carlos now. Just see what he wants to do. I'm sure he wants to finish this inning. He has been cruising. He's only given up one run now. With two outs in the seventh. It's only Don Cooper out there talking to him right now. So it looks like it was just a, hey, how you doing? I'm good. Cool. I just wanted to say I asked. And now Rodon will pitch to Higgins, who's one for two, the catcher. Made a brilliant decision to snap throw down to second base and got Madrigal leaning. He was acting like he was going on that 3-2 count. Went a little bit too far off and stumbled. By the time he recovered, could not get back to second base. Baez puts on the tag, and he's gone. Now a ground ball over to first base. Abreu catches in the glove and flips it to Rodon from his glove. Carlos steps on first. He's out of the inning. Souza hits a home run. But after seven, the Sox lead this 2-1. to one. A great game by Carlos Rodon. Brad Week will be coming into the game. He's got eight holds, 31 in the third innings, and a 3.73 ERA. Adam Angle's going to come in and pinch hit for Carlos Rodon. He's going to lead off this inning in the top of the eighth. Week is a lefty. Angle likes to hit lefties. He's hitting 286 with nine homers and 26 RBIs. First pitch down the third baseline, and that one is foul. Aaron Bummer has joined Michael Kopech in the bullpen. He was up earlier, sat back down, now he's up again. It's Bummer and Kopech warming up here for the bottom of the eighth inning. They'll both be available. Sellout crowd, over 41,000 here tonight, as it should be when these two teams face each other. Count is one and one to Angle. With no outs here in the top of the eighth, leading it off. The lefty throws a low changeup, two and one. So it's angle, and then the top of the order, Larry Garcia, 
Yasmani Grandal. Then after that, Yohan Mankata. Sox have all their pitchers in the back end ready to go. They try to put this game away for Carlos Rodon. A masterful game. He goes seven. He gives up one run. He had gone six and two-thirds before he gave up that run on the solo home run and then got the very next batter. 3-1 count. The pitch on the way. Swung on and missed. The count is now full. Sox have made some miscues in this game. An error started it all off, but they got over that. The base running gaff last half inning for the Sox, or last inning for the Sox. The home run they just gave up there in the last half inning with two outs. Little things that have kept the Cubs in this game. Angle, though, now draws the walk. He's down the first. Outside pitch misses. Speed on board to lead things off. And here's little Leary Garcia. Two for three. A single, a double, a run scored, hitting 276. Getting on base at a 336 pace. He's now batting righty against the left-handed pitcher. Pitch out. Nobody's going. Want to know the count. Thank you. I think the Sox going on the first pitch with Robert earlier. And the aggressiveness of Madrigal has the Cubs thinking that the Sox are going to run here. I don't think it makes sense here at this point. Inside pitch. Now sent out into shallow left field. The play is going to be made by Baez as his left fielder was never going to make it. There's one gone as he catches that over his head, running backwards. Angle holds it first, and here's Grandal. Yasmani swings and misses at a slider up and away. 0-1 the count. He's grounded into 13 double plays this season, and he's not as good from the right side as the left in terms of the power numbers. But overall, the batting average numbers are pretty similar. The 0-1 pitch on the way, inside misses, 1-1 the count. Angle standing on first. It'll be Bummer or Kopech in the bottom of the eighth. And an inside slider misses 2-1 and one the count. Steve Ciszek then would be scheduled for the ninth. The 2-1 pitch. Swung on and rifled out in the left center field. Get down, it will not. What a great play made in the gap. On the move. That ball looked like it was extra bases and probably Angle coming all the way around. And it it was like a golf shot. It hooked. I wish it would have sliced. That's a rough one there. Ball just was going in one direction and curved back. And here's Moncada hitting from the right side of the plate. 0 for 3 in this game. With Angle still on first base. And the pitch inside misses 1-0 the count. 96 mile an hour four seam fastball there from the Cubbies lefty. Mancata stands in. Next pitch swung on a miss down the middle. Four seamer couldn't get around on it. He's probably due for a day off, but you're not going to sit Abreu Anderson and Juan Mancata, although Abreu is now in the game to finish it off. Bradwin Encarnacion. Now that pitch misses outside, two and one. Two outs, top of the eighth inning. Runner on first. Sox lead two to one. And a close one here in Wrigley Field. Throw over to first base. Engel's not going anywhere. This would be the kind of count he would go on. They're going to throw over again. He's not going anywhere. On a 2-1 pitch, it makes sense if he's going to go to go here. 
Cubs are aware of it. Adam is not showing that he's trying to steal. Now the pitch, rifled out in the center field. It's deep, but it's going to stay in. A fly out the center ends the inning. And we are midway through the eighth. The White Sox lead it 2-1. to one, And the Cubs trying to come back. Aaron Bummer is going to come into the game. 48 games, 48 innings, 2.06 ERA. Righty's hitting 109 against him, lefty's hitting 248, 66 strikeouts to 12 walks. Jason Hayward is going to pinch hit, hitting 263. Lefty against lefty. Strange decision here by the Cubs. He's got 20 home runs. As Bummer will try to take the eighth inning for the White Sox. That's a pitch on the outside corner, a slider, and misses 1-0 the count. Next offering misses inside a cut fastball, 2-0. So he has not been near the strike zone in the first two pitches, and it has gotten loud here. Now a sinker fouled off, and there goes Aaron. Gets a strike, was in the zone. 2-1 the count to Hayward. The next offering misses inside on a sinker, 3-1. Baez stands on deck. He's the one guy of the three that are coming up here that are scheduled that makes you nervous against a left-handed pitcher. He walked him inside cut fastball and Bummer puts on the leadoff man on five pitches. That is not like him. Javi Baez is gonna come to the plate now. Got a runner on first. He's 0 for two with a walk in the third inning. Sitting 288 with an OPS of 830. You know he's swinging for the fences this entire at bat. First pitch, he tries it, fouls it back, an inside sinker, 0 and 1. When you got a guy like this who looks for the theatrics at home, don't give him anything to hit out. Down the third baseline, fair ball. That ball's going to get down into the corner. Hayward's on his way into third. A throw coming in. They're going to wave him home. Here it comes to the plate. He is safe, and this is a tie ball game as Aaron Bummer walks Hayward and gives up an RBI double to Baez. Carlos Rodon pitched such a great game, and his bullpen gave it up. And we have a tie ball game. Here comes David Bodie. He's 0 for 3, takes a fastball just high, 1-0 the count. And Aaron Bummer, generally a reliable, high-end relief pitcher, has let the Cubs back in this and tied it up. And we are all knotted up now with no outs in the bottom of the eighth inning. And Javi Baez is over at second base. Now he misses outside. Right away, it's 1-1 the count. Kopech has been out there. He could come in after this batter if he wanted to. Under the rules. And I'm sorry, check that it's 2-1 the count to Bodie. The pitch, swung on and missed, 2-2. Two two. Chris Bryant stands on deck. The next offering, misses outside, 3-2 the count is full. The 3-43 hitting, Chris Bryant stands on deck. The Sox led this game 2-0 until there were two outs in the seventh inning. A home run from Rodon. He got the next out. That's a ground ball deep in the hole. And Garcia is unable to get it over to Abreu in time. An infield base hit. An 11-game hitting streak for Bodie. First and second. And there are still no outs in this inning. 
And they're out talking out Aaron Bummer. And I think that's going to be it. Stocks are done with Aaron. He sees three batters. He gives up the lead. He leaves two on, and Michael Kopech comes in. 45 innings pitched and a 3.20 ERA. Righty's hitting 219 against him. Lefty's hitting 182. Chris Bryant is so much more effective against lefties and righties, even though Carlos Rodon was able to hold him down today. But Aaron Bummer was no Carlos Rodon on this night. The first pitch from Kopech, low and away, just misses 1-0 the count. So now Michael will try to save the White Sox in this inning as the Cubs have come back to tie it. He checks the runner at second and delivers. An inside four-seamer that misses, and that's a bad call by the umpire. That ball is clearly inside of the zone. Now he gets squeezed. We don't need any more help being given over to the Cubs. They don't need it right now. They got us on the ropes. 2-0 the count to the 0-3 Chris Bryant. The pitch on the way. They're going to say he missed on that one, too. Another close pitch. 3-0 the count. Now... Rondal walks out, says something to Kopech. He'll go back behind the plate. Michael's been in intense situations coming out of the bullpen many times in this season. This is not something that he can't handle mentally. That's a strike. He gets it over at 98 miles an hour. Three and one the count. He took a little bit off it to make sure he got it in the zone. Runners on first and second. It's a tie ball game, two all, here in the bottom of the eighth, and there's still no outs. The pitch. Swung out and missed. He got the slider out in front of him, pulled the string. And Bryant was way out in front of that pitch, thinking he's getting, like, the heat down the middle. Now the count is full. We'll see what Grandal calls for here. Big moment in this game. The pitch. Swung on and fouled back, a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, dead red. He tried to muscle it by him, but Bryant is too good of a hitter. Count is full, another payoff pitch. This one, rifled in the right field, is going to be a base hit. Mazzara comes up throwing. He's going to hold the runner. It's going to be a single. The bases are loaded. Baez moves over to third. Bodie in the second. Bryant down the first. Mazzara came up. And rifle that one in. And Joey Gallo comes to the plate. He's one for three with a single in the fourth. And this is why you have a guy who hits in the 170s in your lineup. Because you think he's going to get a hold of something right here. You can't be afraid of him. you got to go right after him. The first pitch lifted immediately down the right field line. It's going to be a fair ball base hit. And the bases are going to get cleared here. Five the two Cubs. On a three-run double for the 174 hitting Joey Gallo just acquired in a deal in the past 72 hours by the Cubs. The Sox have given up four in this inning and there still is not an out. Albert Almora Jr. will come to the plate now. 0 for 3 with a line out in the seventh inning. Gallo stands on second and now you just got to take a breath and finish the inning. What a disappointing finish to this game. As this one is lifted down the third base line, it is near the wall. It'll be caught by Jimenez. Gallo is going to advance to third base. One out and a runner on third here in the bottom of the eighth inning. And here's Kipnis. 
He's 0 for 3 with a strikeout in the seventh inning. Kopech's going to remain out there. He did not create this mess. It was Aaron Bummer. He was unable, though, to get out of the mess. Two of the runs that crossed were Bummers. Actually, three of them that have crossed were Bummers. One was Kopech's. He's 1-1 one one the Kipnis now. 5-2 the two Cubs. The game is not over. We've seen some comebacks from the White Sox this year. No matter what happens, Carlos Rodon had an amazing debut. And the Sox took the Crosstown Cup, winning the first three games of the series. But trust me, I'm not happy with the fact that we fast-forwarded and we're going to get a game like this in our fast-forwards. But I think that also goes to show you that we don't we don't cheat on this thing. This team was really as good as it as it was in the simulation. It's going to be a deep fly ball in the left center field. It's going to get the runner home. Two gone on the sacrifice fly, and it's six to two Cubs. Five runs in this inning. It was two to nothing with two outs in the bottom of the seventh. A solo home run by Souza, and then it was two to one. The bullpen comes in. And they were just gasoline on a fire. And now Kyle Schwarber is going to come in and get a base knock on the first pitch off of Kopech in the right field. And he's aboard with two outs here in the eighth. P.J. Higgins will come to the plate now. He's one for three with a single in the third inning. He'll foul back a slider. A brilliant day from Carlos Rodan. Unfortunately, he leaves the game. In the hands of his bullpen, they only need to get six outs. And before they can get one of them, they give up four runs. Total of five given up now in this inning. And it's six to two Cubs with two outs in the bottom of the eighth. The good news is Carlos is back. The bad news is probably what the result of this game will be. That pitch misses outside, one and two the count. Now... Before you get yourself too fired up, angry, remember, Sox won the first three against the Cubs. They've already won the Crosstown Cup. That's a swing and a miss. The inning is over. And the White Sox are still very much in the chase and currently one of the two wildcard teams. In fact, the number one slot of the two wildcard teams. After eight, 6-2, bad guys. Jeremy Jeffries is going to come in and pitch for the Cubs, so not their closer. Over 53 innings, a 3.74 ERA and eight holds. Aloy Jimenez will lead off the top of the ninth inning, 0 for 3 with the ground out in the sixth inning. Sox chasing four. The Cubs only need three outs. And a low and away four-seamer misses. 1-0 the count. Minnesota losing to Arizona tonight. 5-2. So if that holds up, And that game is also in the ninth inning. We could very well not get hurt at all in the standings in terms of the race for the AL Central. And no matter what happens with the Indians and the Astros tonight, we are still the number one wildcard team. There's an awful lot of baseball still to be played. You don't like losing ball games, but this is a good team this year. Count is now 2-1 to Jimenez. And I'm excited about real baseball coming back. Let's not forget about that. Socks in the basement tomorrow, Joe Binder. Next week, Scott Merkin joining us. We're going to talk about spring training. It's a base hit in the right field. 
And the leadoff man is on. So Jimenez gets on. That's what you need, some base runners here. He's got a six-game hitting streak. And Jose Abreu is going to come to the plate. Remember, he came in as a defensive replacement. Nick Mandrigal ran for Edwin Encarnacion. Now his base running gaff looms a little larger, but even with that, who's to say that that makes any difference after the way that the White Sox bullpen gave up so many runs in the eighth inning? Abreu has 16 homers at this point in the season. He was the starting first baseman in the All-Star game. Ground ball over to third. It's going to be two. Five to four to three. Rack him up. And the White Sox is down to their last out. Nobody's on. As Jose grounds out. You can't win them all. This doesn't look like one of them you're going to win. Mazzara comes to the plate with two outs in the top of the ninth inning. He's 0 for 3 with a strikeout in the seventh. And he stands in against the righty, Jeffries. First pitch is high, taken for a ball. Remember, socks at the basement tomorrow, 30 minutes of socks. Four fans by fans. The regular show from the 9-foot homemade oak bar. Two years running now. Myself and Dave welcome Joe Binder from Sox on 35th. They've been covering all of these simulated games with articles and analysis. We're going to talk about what he thought of the sim to this point, what he thinks is going to happen with it, because the last time we talked to Joe, he said, you know, a lot of the things that are happening in it make a lot of sense to him. 2-1 pitch now. This one sent out into shallow center field, base hit, Mazzara, Refuses to go quietly into the night. We got a man on here with two outs, trailing by four. He will not make the final out. Danny Mendick comes up now, one for three with a single in the fifth. With a runner on first. First pitch to him is high, a ball, one and oh the count. And then next week, Scott Merkin from MLB.com, White Sox beat reporter, the inside man. We figured we wanted to make sure that the Sox had had a chance to get together. And Scott had a chance to get some inside dope for us. As this one is lined over to Baez and the game is over. So we got a lot of plans here on Sox in the basement. We got a pretty good simulation going on. As we are trying to fast forward after this game. The Sox lose the last game out of four against the Cubs for the season. They go 3-1 and one against them. They take the cup. And even though they lose in this game, Carlos Rodon, masterful. And that's what you want to see. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. The White Sox are going to be dangerous. Dangerous. If you get a Carlos Rodon like that, and a Michael Kopech like what we've seen, forget about him in relief. It wasn't That was handed to him. Overall been great. If you have that and the other five starters you already expected day one when this shortened season begins, anything is possible. It should be a lot of fun. I can't wait to get to it. We will have a show tomorrow. We will fast forward on Friday. Sox, Twins in Minnesota, early September. Those two simulated games on Saturday and Sunday, folks, as we get through this simulated season. And then we're going to get us to the to the end of the regular season. We're going to figure out where the White Sox would have been. 
I believe there'll be playoff games. Those will start in about 10 to 11 days. We'll hit the most important ones and finish this thing up well before Major League Baseball comes back at the end of July. Brad Week gets the win. Aaron Bummer takes the loss. Steven Souza is the player of the game, two for three with that solo home run and a double. Edwin Encarnacion goes one for two with a double and an RBI. Larry Garcia, two for four with a double and a run scored. Rondell, one for three with a run scored. Luis Robert goes 0 for two with a walk and a strikeout. But let's talk about Carlos Rodon, shall we? Carlos Rodon goes seven innings pitched his first game back, gives up only four hits and one walk, strikes out six, one earned run. He was brilliant. Aaron Bummer blew it. Michael Kopech did his best to try to get us through that, but he gave up two more runs. And that's how this thing went bad. The fielding error by Garcia on the very first pitch should have indicated to me we were going to have a heartbreak at the end of this game. Anyway, that's the end of this simulated game. We'll see you tomorrow on Socks in the Basement. We're going to talk about all the stuff going on in Major League Baseball. There's so much to talk about. So much to talk about with the roster and what the White Sox are doing and how they're kind of telegraphing who's going to make this team and who isn't. We have so much to get into. Make sure you check it out. Remember to listen and subscribe anywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always on SocksInTheBasement.com.